Hi everyone,、uh, welcome to my podcast. My name is David, and I'm an MSW student at UC Berkeley.、Um, in each episode, I'll be talking about social work,、uh, graduate school, productivity, or self-care, and I hope that you get a better sense of what social workers do, and ultimately consider social work as a career.、Um, this is a very hard but fulfilling profession, and Call me biased, but I love what I do. I love social work. So let's begin. So in this episode, I want to talk about a random experience that occurred on my way home.、Um, I was on a lift,、uh, and the driver. Uh, was someone who used to be a social worker, right? Someone who、uh, got his MSW at USC、uh, in Southern California. So for those who don't know USC, I assume you guys know because the majority of the people listening to this podcast live in California.、Um, USC is the University of Southern California.、Um, they they have、um, an online MSW program that's ranked in the top ten、uh, MSW programs in the country. And you know, a couple of years ago, there was some huge scandal about the sustainability of the program. About the sustainability, excuse me. The sustainability of the program and whether or not、uh, they would continue to exist,、uh, and I think、uh, you know, for now things will be okay.、Um, I think、um, the program is、uh, still alive, doing well, and. Uh, still, one of the best programs in the country.、Um, the problem with、uh, USC's MSW program is that it costs a lot of money to attend. Right,、um, depending on your situation, if you already have a BSW, bachelor's in social work, all you need is just another year of the MSW program, and, and you're done. Right. Uh, but if you're completely new to、uh, the MSW program, you have to finish your degree in two years, right? And for the majority of people that are beginning as social workers, they they often come from different backgrounds, right? Some people have a poli sci degree, some people have an anthropology degree, psychology degree, ethnic studies. Um, you name it, right? The humanities. You know, people in this field、um, have a very diverse background、uh, in something other than social work. And so, what this all means is that if you attend a program like USC, it's very expensive, right? You could take out as much as a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, right? And so, when he Told me that he used to be at MSW, and now that he now he's a Lyft driver,、um, 
he talked about some of his accomplishments and how meaningful social work was, but he also reminded me of something that that is um, just an, an inevitable part of the... He reminded me of something that was an inevitable part of the conversation right, when it comes to being a social worker, and that's the money, right? You don't get paid six figures as a social worker, right? When you start out, when you have your MSW, you could be making anywhere between 50 to 100, right? And oftentimes, those who are in medical social work make the most money. Uh, you know, they often make anywhere between 80 to 100. Um, unless, of course, you're very lucky and you happen to uh, you know, work in an agency that, that guarantees you that high pay right away, uh, like working in the government. So going back to my story um, of being in uh, a car with a Lyft driver who used to be a social worker, he took a break from from social work, right? And he started driving. Uh, he said that he couldn't continue doing social work during the pandemic and which is understandable, and he has 1,300 hours accrued so far for his LCSW licensure here in California, right? Uh, you need a total of 3,000 hours uh, here in California before you can um, take the exam, and uh, once you pass the exam, you become an LCSW. And 1,700 of those hours needs to be under LCSW supervision. So he told me that because he uh, had to take a break, the hours that he accrued no longer counted towards his licensure. And if he's going to go back uh, to social work, he's going to have to start over, right? And when you start over like that, it's going to take you a couple more years, right, before you can, you know, accrue the necessary 3,000 hours to, to become licensed. And not to mention, too, you have to be an agency that has an LCSW on site to be a supervisor, right? Otherwise, how can you accrue those hours? You just can't. You simply can't. And as I as I listen to his perspective on social work and, and how much he enjoyed it, like he he was also pursuing clinical social work. Um, he realized that it was the right decision to make uh, at that time to to take a break, and you know sometimes. You gotta respect people who make those kinds of decisions, right? They're on the track towards becoming licensed, but sometimes life gets in the way, right? Life throws you a curveball, and 
suddenly you have to pause them. When you when you uh, pause, you there's a real possibility that you might have to start over. And you know when I hear what he he's saying, and and I respect his perspective. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. It just reminds me that when you get your MSW and you become an ASW um, with the state of California, associate social worker, life, you know, you just don't really know what's going to happen, right? You don't know if you're going to be in an agency where suddenly the LCSW, who's your supervisor, uh, retires or moves on to another agency. And if that's the only LCSW on site, then where else can you get clinical hours, right? Where else can you go? It's just not clear um, what to do and who to turn to. And in some cases, you might have to quit your job too because if you don't, you're just, you're not going to get the hours that you need, right? You become an LCSW, you're going to be stuck there. Yeah, you're getting paid for it, but you're not going to be a, you're not on track to become an LCSW, right? And if you have to make that decision, it's, it's just a very, very hard decision, right? You have to leave that agency to be in another place with an LCSW on site. And even when you, you know, have an LCSW as your supervisor, you need to make sure that <laughs> This person is not in jeopardy of losing their license, right? So uh, one of the great advices that uh, that I've gotten from the, the Board of Behavioral Health Sciences uh, here in the state of California, uh, and this was through a webinar with MSW students at Berkeley, is that you want to just ask the LCSW who's going to supervise you what is your current status as an LCSW, right? What is your license status? Are you currently on probation? Are you currently, um, you know, do you have a, is everything, you know, uh, sparkling and shiny with you? What am I trying to say? Like, is, is everything with your LCS licensure Good to go, right? Are you, um, you know, are you being ethical? Are you being responsible within your scope of practice? Are you doing the right thing by following the law, right? Um, it's a legitimate question to ask, right? And the challenge here is that if you find out that your LCSW is on probation, uh, your LCSW supervisor, then what do you do then, right? Do you just continue you know, hopping around agencies to ultimately find out CSW uh, who can grant you clinical hours? And what if you work for the government, right? As amazing as that would be, if there's no LCSW on site, how can you become an LCSW in the future, right? You're gonna have to face the reality that 
you might never get your LCS W if you're at an agency where you can't accrue clinical hours. And is that something that you would feel comfortable with? I know people who have MSWs who, who are happy with where they are in life and they, and they stop trying, right? And I also know ASWs who are, who are trying uh, everything they can right now during this pandemic to, to uh, continue accruing their clinical hours, right? But life, again, life throws you a curveball. Sometimes things just happen and, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen when it comes to your LCSW licensure process. You might have to start over like, um, like this lift driver that I, uh, that I was with today, or you might move on to another agency and immediately, uh, you know, find the LCSW who could be your supervisor, right? Although right now in this pandemic, that's kind of, it's sort of like um, a miracle that happens, right? Because there's a lot of, not just delays in service delivery, but delays in hiring right now by agencies. And so if you're gonna have to move on from from an agency, you know, are you willing to wait for a while, right? Um, to to work in an agency that has LCSW who could supervise you? Or are you willing to just say, screw it, let's just move on, right? Forget the LCSW. It's, it's a very hard decision to make, right? And as much as the LCSW is the goal when it comes to uh, doing private practice, uh, you know, not having supervision anymore uh, within your practice. Um, it's not the end of the world if you don't get it, right? It's not. There's people that go into management who simply have an MSW. And there's people who go on to do uh, more and more things uh, in macro while the social worker just the MSW, right? It's, you can be a community organizer, you can be a lobbyist, you could be, um, you could be a grant writer, uh, you could be the pro a program manager, whatever it is. Uh, the LCSW is not a end-all, be-all goal for, for MSW graduates. And it's really up to you to decide the direction you want to go in in order to live the life that you want to live as a social worker. So with that said, um, thank you again for listening. And I hope you learn something new uh, from this episode about what it takes to be an LCSW. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Bye.